Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Startup Chats Startup Investing Series. Okay, let's be clear here. We want to A, make some money, and B, have a good time doing it. As discussed in my previous startup investing episode, there are lots of philosophical reasons to be excited about startup investing, and we'll delve into those in more detail in a later podcast. But for now, let's talk cold, hard cash. We want to invest in startups to get the reward, to get the big payout, and the deep sense of satisfaction at having found the next Amazon. Would be nice, wouldn't it? So, let's go searching for unicorns. That's what we want to find. Or at least near unicorns. Minicorns, if must be. But let's be clear on that goal. We want to find a company that becomes a unicorn, or thereabouts, valued at a billion pounds or a billion dollars, if we must. And we want to have invested in it before it's worth 10 million pounds, if we can. Even better would be if we can invest when it's worth around a million pounds. That way, if we invest a thousand pounds, we get back a million. So we are searching for our unicorn million. And yes, they're rare. Yes, they're hard to find and hard to catch, but that's what we're gonna try and do. And the idea is using the strategy I talked about in the last investing podcast, we're going to be looking at sectors that we think will have a great chance at kicking off in the next, let's say 10 to 20 years, and then creating a basket of stocks, shares, companies within those sectors that we think have the potential to turn into unicorns. And by spreading the investments that way, it means that they don't all have to come off. But what we want is just one unicorn. Let's try and find one. So to give an example, you might have heard this example before, but Jackie and Mike Bezos, the parents of the infamous Jeff, invested about $250,000 in Amazon in 1995. And Bloomberg estimated in uh, 2018 that at that point, if they'd held all of their shares, their shares would be worth $30 billion. So that's a pretty neat return overall, especially considering that Mike Bezos reportedly said what's the internet when Jeff was talking him through his idea. So that's obviously an exceptional example, but gives you an idea of what can be achieved. And in the more conventional area, if you'd put in a thousand pounds into Amazon when it IPO'd in 1997, you'd have around two million pounds today. So again, a great return. And as with Amazon, there are loads of success stories like this from unicorns and the returns that people have got. Just have a look at places like Netflix, Tesla, Apple, you know, all these stocks that are absolutely soaring. But we're also trying to find those companies that are less well known, those hidden unicorns, and see if we can replicate those success stories. It's worth explaining that a lot of those returns that you hear about are from the IPO. So once the stock becomes publicly available, people getting great returns. And companies need to be pretty well established in order to IPO. So what we're actually trying to do is find a company before it gets to that stage, if possible. It makes it more risky, but again, the upside could be massive, which means getting in on a company's funding series A, B, or C. I've put a link to explain those in more detail in the notes below. 
So whilst back in Mike and Jackie's day, you had to be friends or family uh, of Jeff to get in on those sorts of deals, now we have places like Cedars and Crowdcube open to us uh, normal investors. So that's where we're going to look and hopefully find some gems. But at the same time, I'm also going to be doing some research to see how do people like us get in on deals that typically aren't available to normal investors, in inverted commas. So what industry will have the next unicorn or bunch of unicorns? When Bezos came up with Amazon, he was taking a risk on e-commerce. Not everybody had a computer. And like I mentioned, even his dad asked what the internet was. But Bezos was looking at a 2000% increase in users and thought the trend was too good not to take a chance. So how do we go about finding trends like that? What sectors and industries can we look at that might hold a hidden unicorn in its depths? Now that we've maybe missed out on the big Bitcoin bubble, where can we go? Side note, I do own a little chunk of Bitcoin, but was reminded by my brother, who took quite a lot of pleasure in telling me this, that if I'd invested £1,000 when I first told him about Bitcoin, I'd have £128 million right now. Side side note, no I wouldn't because I would have been 19 years old and A, could not and would not have put a grand into something so speculative as Bitcoin and B, would absolutely have taken it all out the moment it hit two grand and would have spent it in a weekend. So there, try not to beat yourself up about investments you didn't make. So over the next few episodes, I'm going to try and have a look at what sectors we might be able to jump in on for big returns. And then the next stage will be trying to find the players who might benefit from those sectors booming. And since we're on the topic of searching for unicorns, I've been trying to find somewhere that does decent analysis of startups at really early stages that are currently investing on platforms that are open to the likes of us, Cedars, Crowdcube, etc. And I can't really find this analysis, so I'm just going to make it. If you head over to starttoinvest.co.uk, I'm basically going to attempt to make the motley fool of startups. I hope I'm allowed to say that. Please don't sue me, motley fool. It's a compliment that I'm using you as a comparison. So essentially, me and a couple other analyst buddies are going to trawl through Crowdcube, Cedars, and apply the broad analysis framework that I explained in the last podcast to the startups raising money. The idea is we'll be able to highlight which startups tick the right boxes and which might not. And just like with Motley Fool, it saves you the time and effort of having to do it yourselves. So let's finish this episode by practicing the old analysis brain and have a look at a company that is currently raising funding. So if you go to Cedars, there's a company called MassLife. It's an AI-assisted app that helps you improve your health relax your mind and take control of your finances. So it drew my attention on Cedars for a number of reasons. It's raising quite a chunky sum for Cedars at a million pounds. Most Cedars raises are a little bit less than that. It also has one of the largest valuations of any company currently raising at 21 million pounds and it's already exceeded its raising target with a week still to go, which I mentioned in the last podcast can be quite a good indicator, but often should be taken with a pinch of salt. So let's dig in. Going through our four investment strategy buckets one by one, the numbers. They say they have over 6,000 users 
and they have a waiting list of 28,000 people plus. But it's also pre-revenue. I can't see any indication of cash coming in at the moment. So with the numbers, there's not really enough information for me there. The sector. Now, this is interesting because what is the sector here? It's finance with crypto meets mindfulness and yoga. They seem to be combining two separate things, so it's quite hard to make a complete judgment. But I think it's fair to say that all of those areas are currently pretty saturated with companies and apps. So you'd have to do something totally different to stand out, which might be what MassLife thinks they're doing right now. I don't know. And onto the team. So having had a quick peek on LinkedIn, the CEO of MassLife co-founded something called Batrix Official, which is registered as a financial services company and has core services like a mobile app, loans and savings, debit and credit cards, investments. So I can't really see much more about it, but interesting that he set up something similar like this in the past or similar to Mass Life in the past. Again, looking at the CFO on LinkedIn, uh, they've got some good experience in that sort of sector, lots of CFO, COO and advisor roles, financial specialists and consultants. So that looks good. But overall, for me, there's not quite enough information to be able to make a safe judgment in the team box, especially when you compare it to the last two companies that we looked at, Hexis and Perkia, which both had really good, well-established, well-connected and experienced teams for their respective areas. But obviously this comes with a caveat that loads of great companies are set up with completely, in inverted commas, inexperienced teams. So this isn't always a discounting factor. Okay, on to the idea. To be honest, I just don't really get this one. It's great they've done so well on Cedars and have managed to get a decent valuation. Although it is worth pointing out that they have one £800,000 investment. So £800,000 of their investment has come from just one investor. This is something you'll see quite a lot on these platforms that are raising is that they will already have either themselves or some other parties ready to drip in investment. So it's always worth taking with a pinch of salt what you see on the platform. And it's worth digging into this sort of thing to see, do they just have one backer that they've already got, or maybe it's them and they're putting in their own money and they're just trying to get a top up through something like Cedars. So having taken all that into consideration and considering they are pre-revenue with quite a chunky valuation, I don't think that's a good enough deal for me. But what do you think? Let me know. Maybe you've invested and you think I'm totally wrong. If so, please tell me why. What have I missed? And as ever, I'd love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter at Alex Piggins or email starttoinvestuk at gmail.com. And I'll see you next time.